Welcome to the Evolving Accountant Podcast. We all know that some accountants can be boring, but definitely not this one. Why talk trial balances and P&L when we can get ripped jeans into the boardroom and hear business insights from people who have really walked the talk? Get ready. Here comes an all-new episode with your host, Darren Wingfield. Hi, Gordon, and welcome to the show today. For our listeners out there, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? But more importantly, what's your drive to get out of bed in the morning? I'll try and keep it short. So basically, I'll give you a bit of a background. So my background is in science. My degree is in molecular biology, and I worked for several years in scientific-related companies. I mean, my first company was the Forensic Science Service, where I worked in the National DNA Database as a troubleshooter. And then I moved into cancer research for five years, and I was a research technician there uh, working on breast cancer and prostate cancer. And then my family set up a health and safety consultancy in 2006, and that prompted me to move back to the Northeast. I was missing the family. I was thinking about get, well, getting married at the time, and I thought it'd be a good, good opportunity to move back and work with my father and retrain in health and safety. So when I moved back up, I did be retraining, and I consulted with a lot of our customers, and I found out that there was lots of problems around you know, like training management and keeping track of records, because of my scientific background, I thought there must be something we can do. There must be a solution, you know, we can do to help these companies out. I mean, different companies were at different stages. Some couldn't even find, you know, records in the file cabinet when I did an audit. They'd go to the file cabinet and not be able to produce the certificate. And some would have a training matrix and the training matrix would be completely out of date and unsuitable. And I thought of a way we could solve the problem. And I thought we could do it through software. And at that time, I didn't know anything about how to go about that. I got some quotations for some MVPs and you were talking about like hundreds of thousands of pounds. And I thought, oh, this is just a no-go. But one of my colleagues at the time knew somebody that did software development and I had a meeting with, with them. Uh, that, that's me, my co-founder in Morabox, uh, John Dunhill. And we sat down and discussed all this. And the idea is we, we thought it'd be best to set up a, a new business around this and he came on board and, and I did and my father did it at the time. And we set to about actually delivering a, like building a software solution, you know, to solve these problems. And it took us a while because we're doing a part-time at first because we didn't have many funds uh, to, to, you know, to get this off the ground. So we're like pretty much bootstrapping it. When I was going out to speak to clients, I was seeing these problems and we're getting further on the development path. And I was saying, we've got a solution coming out soon. And I was telling about, you know, what I could do. And they were saying, this, this is amazing. You know, when's it coming out? We're going to have a try. And then there was this one particular customer that said, it, this would be fantastic. And I thought, you know what? I could actually log in and show you now. And I logged in and it was obviously in the right state at that time. And, you know, there were certain things weren't, it was quite buggy. And I showed them. And, and, and even at that stage, they, were, they said, this is absolutely fantastic. What do we need to do to get involved? I says, well, I can go back and I didn't have a, even have a cost at that point. So I went back and I discussed with my co-founder, we thrashed it out all night, working out a fair cost to keep as low as possible, but obviously, you know, help fund and develop the platform further. And uh, I put it to them and they signed up within a couple of days. And, you know, we, we've never looked back since. And obviously we listened to the customer base and we constantly developing the, the product. We've got a new update coming out. It's going to be our biggest update in the next it, 
I think it's going to be coming out within two to three months. It's just in testing at the moment and it's going to be absolutely huge, upgraded like pretty much everything and we've added new features to it. So we're really excited about that. Perfect. So today's topic of conversation is managing your workforce training <laughs> rather than just your workforce. Yeah. So we've sort of gone through a little about what it does, but can we go into a bit more detail of sort of the ins and outs of the product Moral Box? Yeah. Our big idea is we want everything to evolve around a universal training profile. So we want everybody in the world to have a Moral Box training profile so you can, you know, you can log in, you can manage your own training. But if you go to work for a company, if that company uses our, our software, that company can affiliate almost a bit like, you know, the way Facebook works, LinkedIn works, that they can affiliate this training record to their company and they can become almost like a custodian to collaborate and add training records to and do a training needs analysis around the training records that are there to, you know, to identify training gaps and, you know, to plug them gaps to, to make sure the staff have what they need to do the training. So that's the overall, the way things, you know, talk to one another, but then the, the company has specific tools where, I mean, it's targeted it's at construction and manufacturing, but we, we've kept it open. So when we you know, saturate those markets, we can move into other sectors. And where I'm going with this is uh, we've kept the trainees now open, so it's fully customizable. It'll meet any scenario. So you can actually you know, look at what your requirements are across a, you know, your workforce, and then you can actually you know, box off particular you know, roles within your organization and assign mandatory requirements for training for, for those areas and you know and assign records records to those and that'll automate your training matrix which is done in real time so once you've done your training analysis you you have your, your real-time matrix and then once everything's set up and all your records are in there you've got your weekly emails that go out so it'll remind you of any particular issues like any missing training or any upcoming training that's due to expire and things like that so it's i mean in a nutshell that's that's Pretty much it. I mean, from a training point of view, but then you, it does the same thing for for skills. So you can actually, you know, assign particular skills to a person, and then you can put assessment requirements for those skills. And over time, you can actually reassess and show somebody's progression. We've also got an area for CPD, so you can just log basic CPD events to show how you're progressing, and you know, in that way, you know, we've got lots of other little little features, but they're the they're the they're the main ones. Yeah, perfect. So I was obviously having a look around the site, gearing up, ready to talk to us have a, for having our chat today. And one of the questions I wanted to bring up was to talk around the standardized processes. And the question that sort of came to my head from getting it from how I see it or how our business is currently operating, and we've had processes in place forever and tried to live and breathe them as such, but what I want to get from your point of view and the clients that you're working with, my gut feel, and I could be shut down in flames here, is I personally don't think pre-COVID there was many businesses would have considered the needing for the processes unless they were an ISO accredited firm. I was wondering, have you seen a fundamental shift over, let's say, the last 12 months and the need for such things? I haven't seen a shift as such, but... What we have seen with engaged with current customers is it because this they have got our platform is they can it's very flexible from where they can work and basically work from anywhere from home. Whereas before, if they had you know all the records stored in a file cabinet or in a drive internally in the company where they wouldn't have access remotely, 
then that's a massive issue. All the users in our current system can collaborate, you know, in the company to, you know, to do anything from anywhere. And what we found is a lot of our customers have decided to delegate this responsibility as well. So before you'd have maybe one person managing for a whole business, whereas a couple of our, our larger customers have like different organizational units or departments within their company, and then they'll delegate responsibilities to the managers of those areas so they can all log in from anywhere you know to manage all this and that that helps with the standardization process i mean a lot of our customers before we found that where it was really interesting actually when we we're doing the training on the setup we found different departments were doing things different ways so with using the platform it brings everybody together and you, you have your obviously your senior management teams which can oversee everything and then you've got the people from each department which can log in and manage you know the records for their staff Perfect. So obviously you touched on it before around uh, the TNA, so the training needs analysis, bit of a tongue twister for us for Monday morning, and that automated training matrix and the direct link, link to the competency framework. It's something that we do. We recruit based on those needs and the like per role and we review them constantly. What's the key areas that you talk about when discussing the product or this element of it with clients or potential customers? And how is the engagement levels around that? Well, when we first speak to clients, it's it's normally, again, at the moment, the the target industries are primarily construction, engineering, manufacturing, but we do have discussions with other people who contact us, but all the marketing goes to those areas. What we find is when we go up, when we speak to these companies, it's it's mainly safety driven at, at the moment rather than HR related. So a lot of these qualifications are mandatory from a health and safety point of view. So the discussion is quite easy. We go in, we talk about you know what they have in in place at the moment, and we inevitably you know spot issues with the process, and then we go through and talk about how simple our process is about getting. You know, your staff on, set the requirements, get the train records on, and then it tells you where the gaps are. And you just fill those gaps and, and you know, make sure those gaps remain filled. Yeah. So at the minute, it's sort of ticking the boxes rather from like a compliance side of things. That's right. That's right. So um, obviously, pre-conversation, we were talking about the opportunity that it could, like you said, it's the construction sector at the minute, but the idea that with the the platform that's built on that it can go to other sectors and yeah. obviously using finance as an example, because I know the industry, but yeah. obviously everyone needs to record the CPD, the qualifications, yeah. the training, like I said, the competency frameworks and stuff. So obviously finance is one, but the idea of obviously like professional services and things like that, just to be going into, into the future. Yeah, certainly we're really open to all these sectors and we will expand over time. But I mean, if we had a, you know, customers from that sector, you know, want to speak to us at the moment and had a problem around, you know, training management with, you know, or management of skills, you can certainly discuss it with them and it will fit, you know, that, that particular industry. It doesn't have to come from the safety angle. It could come from any, you know, regulatory or, or compliance or conformance ang- angle. For, for a particular business. So if it's obviously driven around, you know, you need you register with a particular body and you, that body has requirements, then you can set those requirements in the, in the TNA and make sure that you have, you know, all the records in there to satisfy those requirements. Cool. 
sort of just to get a little bit to know about you and yourself, obviously your training and your way you set off on your journey is very different to where you are today. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, very different. So what would you be telling a 16-year-old Gordon now based on your journey? What would that one thing that you'd wish you'd known? It's really interesting because I always discuss this and, well, with people and obviously I don't want to sound too crazy, but you taught, you taught yourself, you think, well, what would you do if you went back again and, and, and you did it all over again? And obviously I love my time at uni and things like that. But if I'd known what I'd known now back then, I probably would have gone a different path. And I mean, I've fallen in love with software and I wish I'd, I'd found that sooner. But what I would say is that I don't think you ever truly know what you want to do. You, you have your interests early on. And I think, you know, as you, as you grow and develop and learn new things, your interests change. So I think all you can do is go with your passion and, you know, see where that takes you. I mean, my passion was initially science. It's, it, I still have a passion for science, but then I found software and I've kind of stuck, stuck the two together where, you know, you've got the, the software and then the, the science finding the problems and then finding the solutions to those problems and I've brought it together. So, yeah, I think me, you know, my biggest message would be, you know, go with your passion. Perfect. So you mentioned before there's a big update due out within the next quarter. Is there anything else around the corner for you personally or for the firm following this upgrade? Yeah, I mean, we've got... Other things in the wings, we've got a beta product for asset management at the moment. It's just a very simple tool, but we've had a, had a lot of customers asking for you know a basic solution. So we've got that as a module at the moment. And we've also got a lot of requests in for supply chain management. So we we haven't done much for that. We've got, we, we've taken it, registrations for beta for that at the moment. We're just in initial development of that at the moment, but the idea for that would be around, you know, supply chain questionnaires, making sure, you know, suppliers have got, you know, certification and date and things like that. And they'll get regularly, you know, approved within, you know, approved supplier listing, et cetera. So very, very basic, but obviously it, it helps companies, be, you know, be compliant from that, from that angle. And from a point of view of the, of the, the workforce manager module, which is, which is what we sell at the moment, we are moving into, obviously, everybody talks about e-learning these days and it's become more prevalent within lockdown. We are building an e-learning module, which will will go into the workforce manager at the moment. So you'll be able to set training requirements, but also companies themselves will be able to put e-learning modules on there. But also we expand and so training providers can put e-learning modules on there. So if you go in as a company, you'll be able to say, right, I want to, I want to put my own course on there which my staff must do or a particular segment of my staff must, must do but then also you can search and, and, and say well there's a, a training provider already done this particular course so we don't have to develop it or it might be accredited and you can actually stipulate that as a requirement for your staff as well so we're trying to bring everything together basically so the compliance and the you know certificate storage but also the delivery and recording of training as well so could you go as far as running your whole induction process for a new member of the team through that then from what I'm picking up there. That is the exact plan, yeah. Uh, you'd put it down as an in, almost like as an internal course, so to speak, uh, as an internal resource. And then you'd set that to, you know, either all your staff or, or a section of your staff. So you could make inductions, you know, specific to a particular part of your business or you could make it an overall, you know, company induction. So yeah, certainly. Perfect. So, one of our core values is we love to learn. So I ask every guest, 
how you learn or who have you taken advice from on your journey? I'm always open to advice. I think there's always somebody that'll know better than me. And I like to think of myself a bit like a sponge. So basically, I mean, we've been on all sorts of programs. Uh, we got accepted on the Ignite program, which is very, very important for our development, where we got, we, we received a bit of investment. We talked to founders and, you know, senior positions at various, you know, companies, like for instance, um, we went down to Dropbox's office in London and uh, had a tour and, you know, talked to their senior, uh, senior people. If you look at it from the, my software journey, I knew nothing about software in about, I'd say 20, about 2011, I knew nothing about it. And then I sort of got involved at the early stages in uh, learning a bit, you know, HTML, all the basic stuff and CSS. And then when we set the company up, I basically, again, didn't know anything about PHP or, or JavaScript. And I, I sat over the shoulder of my co-founder and, and, and watched him. I, I felt like uh, I think I felt like I was bossing around all, all the time, bless him. Uh, but I, I learned by watching him, you know, do things, and 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 I saw him correct problems and things like that. And then I went and actually learned a bit further. And now I'm actually a developer myself in the business. So I actually, you know, write code. I've been quite writing a lot of the the new update code for the new version that's come out, the current version that's out at the moment. I've I've written a lot of that, and I'm always pushing myself to learn new features and and things like that. But no, I love learning. I love learning. I'm trying to think what else I can see on that one. <laughs> I was going to say uh, you mentioned that you obviously went out to the Dropbox yeah. offices. Yeah, what, what was that like? It was really, really cool. When I went down to Dropbox, we had a tour of the, of the London office, and which was fantastic. And then we we sat down and we we're discussing with you know their their, their salespeople and and you know talking about where they came from, how they expanded internationally. Talked to the person that was responsible for sales to construction sector, which we were targeting, and you know we got a few tips off them for that. Yeah, it was it was great and, and and really nice people. And they always said if we ever you know around that area of London again to pop in and have lunch, you know. So you know it was it, it was great. Uh, but the Ignite program, where how we got to you know meet you know Dropbox, the, the Ignite program, absolutely fantastic. We learned so much. I mean, we were on a cohort, and some of the companies. I mean, one company was from Australia, and they they did like a, a software for you know, an HR related software for uh, performance management. And there was some, you know, various companies in the UK, you know, doing, uh, you know, different things and all lovely people. And, we, you know, we learned so much. They helped us grow as founders, I think. Awesome. So if anyone wants to find out more about you personally, Gordon, or the platform, what's the best way to find out that information or to get in touch? I think the best way is to go to morabox.com. And that'll give you, you'll see our Meet Bob video, which which we love. It's trying to be made a bit more interesting, a bit more tongue-in-cheek, rather than being like a the serious thing it is. Uh, in Bob, well, we always say, we always joke about boring training management, but yeah, it's it's obviously it's a very important process, but we try to make it, you know, a, a bit more lighthearted. And our contact information's there. That's, I think that's probably the best, the best place to go. Perfect. Just want to say thank you for joining us today for a quick chat. It's been great to find out more about yourself and the product. No, it's been uh, good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Cool. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Evolving Accountant. You can find out more and get show notes for this and all our other episodes at theevolvingaccountant.co.uk.